This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Don't miss our next ESPN2 Bundesliga match. It's tomorrow afternoon with Bayern hosting Werder Bremen. Our coverage begins at 2 Eastern with kickoff 225. You can always watch on ESPN Plus as well. And I will tell you this, we are in a good and spirited mood this morning as we get set for hour number two. RC had a very good night on Saturday night. I, I had a very good afternoon yesterday. We're feeling pretty good. And we are. Rex and I? How about the Lions winning? You guys seem happy. Uh, Rex is you guys seem delighted happy. with I mean, the Lions. It gets us fine that the UConn's five and five now. Five and five. We're going to go bowling, baby. And we are brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. How about that? I like that silver. So how about that? Here we go. All right, we pick up hour number two with the game of the night. So this was the best horrible game of the entire NFL season. Second quarter, Rams, Bucks, Matthew Stafford. How about this dart? What they do best, he peeks left, moves the safety, and then rips the seam down to Cooper Cup. Beautiful job of throwing him where he can keep him in stride, run to the front pylon. He doesn't throw to anyone else. Stafford had 13 completions, eight of them to Cup. That's a 69-yard touchdown. Four minutes to play in the third. Bucks down 10-6. Fourth down, Aaron Donald. And in, this, my, in my mind, I'm like, game over because you're going to get great field position offensively. They've done nothing. Aaron Donald was dominant all afternoon. Fourth quarter, Rex, more Donald. How would you like to have coached number 99? Oh, my gosh. I'd still be coaching if I could have been <laughs> Look at him. Look at that guy. Well, could have been. Could have been. The Ram defense was dominating the entire day. Now, we'll show you this play. Uh, it's a third and 20, and Brady finds Leonard Fournette for 15. That's not a first down, but it does put put Tom Brady over 100,000 yards passing for his career, the only NFL player to get there. Another incredible accomplishment in the list of most accomplished players ever. So it's 13-9 now after they get all of that done. Fourth quarter, Bucks second and goal. RC, how does Scotty Miller drop that? Well, he jumps when he has yeah. no reason Why? to jump, and then the football hits him in his face because he's trying to catch it in his chest. This is a play you have to make. Why you Scotty Miller? Why you I was, you no confidence. I was actually thinking they could have considered the field goal there because they had the timeouts to stop it. Instead, they come away empty-handed, and so we go the other way. And the Rams do them a favor. They make no effort to get a first down. They make the Buccaneers use their two timeouts, and here comes Brady with 44 seconds left. And the big play is this one to the rookie tight end, Kate Otten. Yeah, really good job by Otten seeing the coverage. Safety high, bend that seam. Tom bleeds him into the middle of the field. Then the ball gets out of his hands. Outstanding job of Scotty Miller. Catch the ball. I'm near the sideline. Let me make sure I get out of bounds. Rex, why is the sideline available? Yeah, that's crazy to me, Greeny. I mean, what are you doing here? you got to challenge down there and make sure you funnel the ball inside. 16 seconds. Brady, Evans, flag. RC, good call. He gets there too early. This is a great call. The official cannot keep the flag in his pocket. Now you have first on first and uh, goal on the goal. From the one-yard line. 13 seconds, no timeouts. Brady, Otten, ball game. Brady threw 58 passes. That's the only touchdown they scored. Listen to Tampa Tom after the win. That was awesome. That was awesome. You know what it really was? I mean, it was it was the most entertaining, horrible football game that we've seen in the NFL this season. And you just said good for you. What were you thinking as you watched Brady there? No, I just, I mean, man, I mean, the relief that this guy, and, and we all know the personal things that he's mm-hmm. going through. 
he puts so much effort into into performance and all that and and for him just to, to he looked 10 years younger to me yeah. he comes bopping up there with some energy up on that podium and to me look they're not dead they're in a division where they can win. And to me, look at him. Like, I mean, he Why looks freeze him right there. Freeze him like this. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, like, to me, that was it. And good for him because. That's him listening to you right now, right? <laughs> He's like, I, you're right. But here's the thing that is crazy to me. Did they not realize that was Tom Brady over there? Yeah. They didn't want some slappy over there. Yeah. That's Tom Brady. Here's the thing. The Rams, I, I know Stafford is your guy, and I don't blame this on him. The Rams gave that game to oh, totally. Brady and said, beat us. They were terrified to lose it, and they allowed him. They just begged for the clock to run out. And the way they handled this final drive, this is second down, so they get the ball after they stop him. First down, they run it, make him call a timeout. Right. That's Cooper Cup just giving himself up on this play rather than cutting it inside and trying to make a first down, and then they run it again on third down. RC, they coached not to lose that game. No, absolutely. Listen, I think when you watch the game, though, this shows a lack of belief in your offense, but also a lack of belief in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I agree, offense. RC. They only had nine points the entire game. This was a team that you felt like we can stop them, but I didn't understand the defensive philosophy. I get keeping the football in front of you, but what about keeping the football in bounds? What about allowing the clock to run? And it seemed like the Rams, the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, said to themselves, when it's time to bow our necks and stop them on the goal line, we will. And then everybody in the stadium that had on a blue jersey played the run on the one-yard line. The it, was going, it was going to be a pass, guys. Everybody in the world knew it. That's right the play, here, right there. Wide open. I can get you to the end zone. This was a total failure by the entire team for the Los Angeles Rams. And you had to remember, number 12 is still Tom Brady. You have yeah. Matthew Stafford. You have Cooper Cup. You have an opportunity to get one first down and win the game. And they coached that like they had zero faith in their own offense. Yeah, and maybe the reason they have zero faith is because they're dead last in the league in, in yards per play. Yeah. Like, this offense stinks. And here's the thing that, that, that kills me. This organization has always had a go-for-it mentality. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, they had just the opposite. No, we're going to punt. We're not going to go for it right now because, I mean, to me, it's crazy. You're, you're right. They don't believe in their offense. They can't. I get it. They don't believe in them. But in that moment, you better believe in them. And, and you forgot that that is Tom Brady over there. It, absolutely crazy to me. The more that this day has gone on, the more I'm disappointed in the third down call. The more I sit there and go, dude, you watched last year's playoffs. And you watched, hey, quarterback, go make the play. Cooper Cup, go make the play. And every time they needed to, they did. And I understand that it's a different season this year in comparison to last year. Their offensive line is decimated by injury. But as well as your defense was playing for the Rams and as poor as Tampa Bay's offense had been playing – I agree with Rex. Like, at some point, you sit there and go, this is who we are as an organization. We have to go for it. Now, credit Tampa Bay, because as bad as they had played offensively, they still got to go execute the two-minute yeah. drill. Like, they still have to go do it. And as the 21-yard average cushion that the Rams gave them, as bad as that is, Tom's still got to go execute it. He's still got to go make the throw to Otten. He's still got to go find Scotty Miller on the sideline. They still got to go out of bounds. So, you know, like, I get the philosophy, from, but this is – why Tom Brady, he doesn't die. You know, he's, he's like a lantern fly. Like, he just doesn't die. And their season has, has somewhat kept alive. RC, just the defense, 
I, I, I'm just sitting on my couch. All I am is a fan at the end of the day. And, and the, the first play to Otten is a terrific play. Otten's a fourth-round pick rookie out of Washington who had a very nice college career. He could be becoming a very good player. But the two passes on the sideline, they give up to Scotty Miller. It's like they're saying, yeah, sure, go ahead and well, get out of bounds. We don't care at all. And Rex knows this. You, you line up people basically on the out-of-bounds line Back because I want right? to deter it from even being a thought in your mind. Yeah. I want you to look at me and the way I'm set up pre-snap and say, well, there is no way we can throw the ball near the sideline because we aren't getting out and they may pick it off. You look at this, they were dropping, they were dropping seven, they were dropping eight, and everyone was playing the deep. No one played the sideline. There was no curl flat player. I absolutely do not understand it. All I can think was that they thought we want to make sure they don't push the football deep yeah. and then we're going to bow our next late. And it brings me back to the playoffs last year. If we remember, they were able to come back, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. that were that was, because they pushed the ball down the right. field in those situations. Maybe that played on Raheem Morris's mind, and maybe that also played with some of the defenders, but you have to be better than that. You have to be smarter than that. And and you lose the game we, because of that lack of execution. Yeah, Rex, Raheem I, I Morris the is Take me an the outstanding defense. coordinator. Yeah. However, he flinched in this moment. He really did. And to me, you have to play outside leverage. Here's why it's so important, Greeny. Obviously, that clock keeps going, right? And it just, I mean, even 16, 20 seconds, whatever it is to spot the ball. The other thing it does, it speeds the offense up. They got to get set. Yeah. Instead, anytime you let the ball go outside, okay, out of bounds, they get to reset offensively. And the mindset is we don't have to rush. We're not in any kind of panic mode. And I'm sorry you allowed that to happen. And all you have to do is look in the mirror. Tampa did nothing. They just took what you gave them. For, so for everyone who understands, like us as offensive people, once you hit that seam to Kate Ott and you've accomplished goal, you got two goals, really. Get a chunk because you only got 44 seconds. We need to get a chunk, and then we have to get out of bounds. Once you hit that chunk – our philosophy is short completions do us no good because a six- or seven-yard gain is going to take 15 seconds off the right. clock. All the Rams needed to do was allow two completions to be around 10 yards in, in the field of play, yeah. right. and the game is over, or maybe a, a Hail Mary from That's the 20-yard line. Play. That's it. If you do the math, if, if they had allowed one play and tackled the receiver Inbounds. inside, they would have just had to have been throwing the ball in the end zone. Game they would over. have had no time to run actual plays the rest of the way. And then the point you're making at the end there is they were playing the run. Yes. The Rams are on the last the touchdown play. <laughs> they, they're actually playing Everybody's the eyes, eyes are inside. You can see them, to, whether it's Taylor Rapp, the corner on the outside. We're all looking at the run from a team that couldn't run the football run. if it was a regular day and a regular time in a regular well, quarter. This actually isn't. Well, I'm about to. Because if you run it and I stop you, over. the game is game's over. over. I see, I'm about to break it down. So you come with me. We'll do a touchscreen Tuesday on Monday. This is the play. That's the play right there that yeah, we're we'll talking get, we'll, about. We'll do the touchscreen on And Otten sneaks out and he's all by himself. So, look, uh, and for the Bucks, let, let's circle it all the way back to where it began. This has to breathe a little life. Oh, into, absolutely. Into, you could see it in Brady's reaction afterwards. Yes. Now, having said that, are they a good football team? Hell oh. no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I mean. They had nine <laughs> points. <laughs> Agreed. That, here's the, their that game was thing, impossible to it watch. It keeps their season but alive. The, it doesn't the, save it. The biggest thing to me is they are absolutely horrendous at running the football. Yes. And before, I kept thinking, like, you just got to keep running, you got to nope. keep running. Nope. No, I've never Throw seen Throw it every play. This back is <laughs> LSU kid, 250-pound running back. 
He can't break a tackle. It's the darndest thing I've ever seen. Brady threw it 58 times yesterday. Bucks get a win. As bad as it's been, they are actually in first place in the NFC South. Meanwhile, if you didn't stay up late last night, let me show you what Patrick Mahomes did against Tennessee in a game that winds up going to overtime. So a very exciting night last night in Kansas City. Second quarter, Chiefs already up 3-0, and here comes Miko Hardman. Personnel and formation flexibility. Take the receiver, put him in the tailback position. He gets out quickly. Ball comes out of Patrick's hands. Touchdown early. Extra point, no good. 9-0. Meanwhile, RC, what's it like when Derrick Henry is running at you like this? Well, look at the... <laughs> made me laugh. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. What you think it's like? It's like, Ole, let's get out of the way of this bull. When we see both of the twos, that means this game ain't for us. How about one more here? This is a 56-yard run. Listen, what, this, first of all, this was a great cut, great vision, and I think sometimes we forget about the burst that Derrick Henry has, and it was on full display last night in Kansas City. 17 carries, 115 yards. Later in that drive, he takes it in for his second. Hit him! Hit him, darn you! Nah, it's cool. I was in the end zone, Coach. See, you see what happened? So he was going to score whatever anyway. Here we go, third quarter. Kelsey Bobble picked. This is a little bit like vintage last year for this Chiefs offense, when the ball is popping off receivers' hands. Goes off Kelsey into Tennessee's. Nice little bowling for a spare there by the Minnesota Vikings. They get a field goal, 17-9 Tennessee. A fourth quarter, third and 17. He break, in that moment, he's engaging. Like, anybody chasing me? Nope. And he cuts back across the field for the first down. Just like the field yeah. awareness by Patrick, really well done. Yeah, he ran for 63 yards in this game, including this one here in the red zone on third and nine. Well, it's man coverage. You know, everybody defense-wise has got their backs to you. He puts uh, Jeffrey Simmons on skates and finishes at the goal line. 17-15, they have to go for the two. After a couple of different penalties, RC, it's Mahomes again. This is Patrick Mahomes taking this game into his hands or putting them on his legs. This was three huge runs from right now, the best quarterback in football. Overtime we go. Chiefs win the toss they receive. Second and 11, Mahomes falling down. Brady falling down. Both his feet are off the ground, and he still has the ability to find Kelsey, who makes that contested catch, but this is the play of the game. Watch as the defender's mirroring with his left hand so Patrick can't get a throw off. He's just patient enough to kind of yeah. put him on skates a little bit, pause, and find Noah Gray, who makes a great contested catch again. But just great understanding and awareness by Patrick. Patrick Mahomes threw for 446 yards in this game, oh ran it for God. 63 more. Meantime, Malik Willis forced to start for Ryan Tannehill. That's a third down play in the overtime. Turns into fourth and forever, and that's all she wrote. The Chiefs hold on and win 20-17. to 17. Again, the storyline, more than 500 yards offense from Patrick Mahomes. That's about 500 more than Aaron Rodgers had yesterday. <laughs> what a disaster for the Packers against the lowly Lions. What did it mean? We'll tell you next. Plus, how good is Justin Fields? Has he completely reshaped Yo. the future in Chicago? We'll show you as we continue. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. 
So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back on Get Up. The Detroit Lions allow 33.5 points per game, or at least they did until yesterday. Open uh, drive, Aaron Rodgers, Packers picked. Yeah, that ball gets off that defender's helmet. It pops up in the air for a touch er, er, turnover. It's actually going to be on the back hip of Alan Lazard, and you can That's see cool. the frustration both by head coach and quarterback. Scoreless in the first quarter. We're late. Third and ten. Alan Lazard's going to make this catch. They're going to wind up at the one-yard line. Packers, another opportunity in the red zone. And then Dan... In his entire career, this may be the worst pass Aaron Rodgers ever. Threw. David Bakhtiari is going to be wide open. They're trying to get like a little flow, throw back to the tackle, and if he just throws it out in front like we've seen him do 50 billion times, it's an easy touchdown. Just a bad throw. Uh, so two interceptions in the end zone. Then uh, more struggles. Fourth down. This is Alan Lazard. Looks like he's got a big pickup on fourth, but take another look. He doesn't hang on. Another missed opportunity for Green Bay. On the other side, Lions get a chance, and this is Shane Zilstra off the play action. Imagine having to try to fit this throw into a tight window. <laughs> <laughs> Lions go for the Look two, and they get it. Campbell, it's 8 nothing. RC, third quarter, still 8 nothing. Rodgers, what is this? This is a ball that's behind mm. his, his uh, intended receiver. This is a great play by Kirby Joseph, who had himself a day for the young rook. Rodgers frustrated. That's his third now, Packers still hanging in there. Finally, they get the touchdown to Alan Lazard. But even on this play, Dan uh, Rodgers gets crushed. He, he's been beat up all season, candidly, Green. You're going to see him shake his hand. It makes a perfect throw. But you can see that some of the wear and tear of this season physically is taking its toll. Go for the two, don't get it. 8-6 Lions, fourth quarter. This play just sums everything up. I mean, he okay, I'll just throw this ball up versus man coverage. Receiver falls back and makes a catch. Great, get up and make a – God bless the United States. <laughs> Humble. Can we recover it? No. <laughs> but it's also Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, it's also Detroit. The Packers like right this happened. You're right. But in this case, again, a Detroit team that had not allowed fewer than 24 points in any game this season and, again, was averaging giving up 33 and a half. I still felt that Aaron Rodgers on that play was going to find a way to throw a touchdown. And I still believed in it that much. It was awful loss. Very wrong. They score nine <laughs> afterwards. Unnecessary. Roger. Yeah, it's some <laughs> throws for sure. I feel like we never gave up. I mean, we moved the ball well in the first half, and they threw a couple picks in the end zone, took points off the board. So that obviously came back to hurt us down the stretch. I've been counted out many times in my life, as have many of my teammates. And I hope we just dig deep and find a way. Right. Not true, right? Never That's counted true. out. Right? Literally <laughs> never. We've been counted, counted, counted out. out. He has That's correct. So many out. people have been counted out. Aaron Rodgers, not one of those. But, Rex, no. for the first time, we've talked so much about how everyone else, yesterday for the first time, it felt like it was him. No, right, Grinny. I mean, he finally played down to, we always say playing down to the level of your competition. No, no. 
to his t- own teammates. Yeah. He played just as poorly as his own team has, and, and we haven't seen that from him. But the thing that I took away most from this game is how disorganized that offense looked. And, and the reason I say that is you don't break the huddle at 12 seconds. They did it over and over and over. They're spending time. Rodgers sitting back saying, give me the personnel. Like, I, in the huddle, they got 10 guys sometimes. So, to me, that's what they got to address, too, from a coaching standpoint. I don't know if it was because Dobbs got hurt <coughs> early on. in that game yeah. that maybe that, that changed some of the packages. Yeah. I'm not sure, but they certainly look disorganized to me. Are they done? Is this, Absolutely. It, yeah. this, this team has no shot to do anything this year. And, you know, we mentioned the fact that it took them so long in the huddle. It's because they don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, this this, this is not one of those joints where you say, hey, Aaron, run play number one. And if you don't like one, you can run four because you know what? You're Aaron Rodgers and we have all of these pieces and everything's going to work. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers threw two interceptions in the end zone. In his previous 93 games, that was the amount of interceptions he'd thrown in the end zone because we all know that Aaron Rodgers protects the ball. Better than what anyone. we saw from him yesterday was something we haven't seen in a very long time, probably since week one last year against the New Orleans Saints. And this team is continuing to play badly, but you always expected, as Dan said, Aaron Rodgers is going to make, make a play. play right? Now looking Everything at him, be okay. I, I, I don't have that belief in Aaron Rodgers this year. Now what he's done throughout his career, I believe in. This team has so many problems, but now that 12 is one as well, yeah. that's an issue. Uh, and that's the point that I want everyone at home to understand. Like, th- this is not just Aaron Rodgers isn't playing good. This, this team is not a good football team. I was dead wrong on this offense. It's the worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career. It's the worst game I've ever seen him play. And I've seen him take every single snap in his career. I don't know if I've seen him miss that many throws. How do you guys want me to be honest in my analysis? No, no, no. You're, you're, he's making a good point. You guys are making fun. He's no, admitting. Don't Aaron make fun Rodgers of me. Play. We're not I'm, making fun. It's I'm just, listening. I, I love the fact that I love the listen. fact that you guys make a big deal when I'm wrong. I love it. I love it. It's just rarity. Because you um, were wrong like week after week, week though. Next week, <laughs> you never would change the same thing. But part of it is because I had such belief in the quarterback. And part of it because I haven't seen him make as many bad throws as he did yesterday. So we got reporting yesterday that they were, they were in it on players, right? They were trying. No, hold on. Let me, let me touch that, Greeny. Oh. I'm sick and tired of hearing how close the Packers they were did. to getting certain players. Yeah. Like, I, they, they throw these reports out to the public afterwards like, it's oh, smart. we were so close. We've heard this for like four years, Fair five enough. years. You're the best team in the NFL at being so close. So let me ask you this question this way, Rex. Aaron Rodgers, during next football season, assuming he's playing in it, will turn 40 years old. So has the window on Rodgers and the Packers, a team that won 13 games each of the last three seasons, is it shut? Absolutely. Done. Absolutely is. And I tell you when it was shut. Absolutely You disagree? Absolutely. You just won Yes, over. This guy's a year away from having one of the greatest no, seasons of his career. We're talking about winning the Super Bowl. team. talking about winning the Super Bowl. They still have a defense that is loaded with talent. I am the person who have said since week one their defense has underperformed. But to sit here and say, given the state of the NFC, that they don't have a chance next year, slide like, over if they get better people. Slide over there again. Uh, He's doing it again. He's doing it again. He won't no. learn. Hey, I'm not there, sure, guys. I mean, the, the Green Bay for sure will be back, right? Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. 
Bowl his entire career. The whole He's time. He's far from being the player he once You was. just said Minnesota's yeah. a Super Bowl contender. They are. Kirk's got none. But, but, yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at the season. I see what's in front of me. There's no Aaron Rodgers. He won't be in there. Tom Brady's going to bring half a team with him. Like, I'm sorry, but this it's over. And I tell you what, it was mismanaged. This thing has That's been good, mismanaged by the guns. Green Bay Packers front office. It's they over let Devontae year. Adams go. How is that going to help your team? It's not going to happen. From the moment they uh, drafted Jordan Love, they have been chasing. They have been reacting instead of acting. Oh. They don't have a plan. Right now it feels like it's over. As we continue, two of the best young quarterbacks in the league put on quite a show in Chicago yesterday. We need to get to both. Can Tua get the Dolphins to the Super Bowl? Has Justin Fields completely changed Chicago's That's a bad dude. We'll talk about him next. Get up on ESPN. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone <laughs>, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight <laughs> All right, flying along we are, bottom of the hour. We go through Ryan Clark's tweets. He's the best follow on Twitter during these games. And we start with number one, and even I can read this one. Okay, Jets. RC, explain that tweet. I was just sitting in the room greeting. I, the first thought, and it's sad, this happened. I thought about you. Yeah. I was like, okay, Jets, I see you. And look, did you look at the Jets last week? They didn't play well. Zach Wilson just throwing YOLO balls, and the New England Patriots are coming up with them. This defense stepped up in the second half against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I like to call him Jeffon Diggs. And they went absolutely crazy. The things that they were able to do with Sauce Gardner making plays on the back end, creating other interceptions, but the pressure all day long and Zach Wilson said you know what I will not turn it over I will give my team a chance Robert Salah has something going and the green household would have been going crazy if anybody wanted to be around the big greenie I was literally alone in my house yesterday that's why I tweeted like 40 times after the game I almost called you I just needed to talk to someone okay next tweet here we go Tyreek Hill was the dude growing up that made me mad as hell Come out and win every single race and then go backflip in front of the girls with no tumbling training at all. Then they go and ask, RC, you ain't go flip? Hell no, I can't flip. I like walking. RC, explain. I hated people like Tyreek Hill, right? You know what? Like the fast dude in fifth grade, he got all.
all the girls. It was like, ooh, Ryan fast as hell. One, you ain't finna beat Tyreek in the race. And then he scores and he does a backflip. You can tell that's no tumbling training. He legitimately went out in front of his house and backflipped. And everybody was like, oh my God, Tyreek is so explosive. And so now, then the girls ask you, hey, RC, you gonna flip? Hell no, I ain't gonna flip. I can't do a damn round off. But the way Tyreek Hill has played this year has shown. He's the best wide receiver in the league. He's the first multiplier, like Mike Tannenbaum says. He's the offensive player of the year right now. I think we were going to do that game in its entirety in just a minute. But one more tweet first. RC tweeted, yeah, better stay away from Kirby, Joseph, A.A. Ron. Dude has more receptions from you than your wideouts. That ain't good. Detroit playing defense. What the heck? RC, explain that tweet. The one thing we know about Detroit. They suck on defense. They suck so bad. I've never seen somebody fire their DB coach before they fire a coach that's actually making some damn decision. And this team totally shuts down the Green Bay Packers. Kirby Joseph, best wide receiver playing in the Dome yesterday. He was better than everybody played for Detroit. He sure as hell was better than everybody that played for Green Bay. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers liked him more than everybody that played for his team. When you think about Detroit, you say to yourself, this game's going to be 40 to 45. Detroit's going to play hard. Yeah. No, they gave up nine points to the great Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and it's more so on Aaron than anybody else. That was a stunning final, outstanding tweets all the way around. Meanwhile, let me circle it back to the Tyreek Hill game. This yes. is an unbelievable game in Chicago on so many levels. You got Justin Fields and the Bears. Late first, Bears down 7-3. Look at Fields go, Danny. Spin away from the pressure, Greeny, and then the burst right up the middle of the defense. Jeez. Third down conversion. He's not using explosive, they said, oh, RC. Oh. Uh, he is so explosive. Later in the drive, RC. Oh, How about this play to Cole Komet? Listen, this is a throw. This is what you can do. Get him outside of the pocket. Use his legs. Give him run pass options. A dart for a TD. You mentioned the outstanding ball fake there. Meanwhile, on the other side, here comes Tyreek Hill. Ball comes out of his hand so quickly. Condensed split. Little quick out. Put the defenders so a little high. Oh. Is that what you're talking about right so there? Yeah. The round off. Dolphins up 14-10. Now it's 21-10. Fields. Mooney. How about this throw? I just love the rhythm of the throw, Greeny. He realizes man covers. Yeah. Mooney yeah. with a little patience. I cannot do that, Dan, for confirmation. Third quarter. Second and three. Dolphins at the 18. Jalen Waddle. I love Watch Waddle come back to the football right in front of That's that defender, huge. Jaquan Brisker. Really good job, Waddle. Crosser, come back. 28-17. Meanwhile, yo, there hasn't yo. been a quarterback in the NFL who could do this in I, a I, long I, time. I, I, Wait, they, they were mad at me when Ryan Clark said he's right behind Lamar. We talking the second most explosive guy running the football from the quarterback position. Oh, no, Ryan. We're talking what in the third person. What about Josh Allen? No. He, no one runs the ball like he does. Meanwhile, back the other way. This was back and forth and back and forth. That's Jeff Wilson Jr. diving for the pylon. Miami up 35-25. Fourth quarter, same score. Bears third and one. Fields again. Greeny, I love the play call. Third and one. Just put the ball in your best player's hands. Another great ball fake. And he goes right around the edge as the defense commits. I mean, he's just gliding and then he commits and he commits. There's Cole commit. That was Steve that was TV Greeny. His second. All the same. 35-32. Now Rex, here's the big play. Third and ten. Fields. Chase Claypool. Everyone I know in Chicago was screaming for a flag here should they have gotten one. Oh, absolutely. If you're a Bear fan, of course that's 
Oh, that's P.I. But you know what? As a Dolphin fan, no way you call that. Now he's got him wrapped up. Catch Big it. no call. Fourth and ten. Final chance. Equinemia St. Brown. Just catch it. I mean, that's a great throw by Justin. Look at this angle. Watch. Mm. I mean, it's right there. Really perfect. Ah. They can have a chance gotta to win the be game. God. Perfect throw. They lose the game. I'm not sure Justin Fields wasn't the best player in the NFL yesterday. He threw three touchdowns. He ran for another one and set a new NFL record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a regular season game. 178. Uh, Colin Kaepernick once ran for more in a playoff game. But anyway, let, let's, let's do both sides of this. Let's start with Miami. Do the winners go the spoils? The Dolphins with a win. They haven't lost a game that Tua played in its entirety. Right. Are they a legit Super Bowl team in the AFC? Absolutely. Absolutely are. And here's why. Number one, nobody can stop this team. Like, these guys, their weapons with Tyreek Hill, yeah. Waddle, and now you get a guy that can can pound the ball inside with Jeff Wilson. That's kind of under under the radar yeah. signing that they got there, uh, trade. Well, now also you have two pass rushers that can close it out. Mm-hmm. This Jalen Phillips, Phillips and, Chubb. Uh, and, and now Chubb. Yeah. Yep. Like the only thing I would say, next time you play against a running quarterback, how about we don't pass the quarterback? All right, we keep him in a dang pocket. Like, that was awful. But that said, I want to go back to this because I think you were with us on Friday. And Ninko is very, Rob Ninkovich is very skeptical of the Dolphins having to go to a cold weather. But I'm saying, now it's it's late January and you're in Orchard Park or you're in Kansas City and it's negative six. Can that offense work there? It absolutely can because the one thing that both Jalen Waddle, uh, Jeff Wilson, Mostert, also Tyreek Hill can do is yards after the catch. This isn't a team that you have to continually push the football down the field. You can just get it into their hands and we're seeing the creativity of Mike McDaniels both pre-snap and post-snap come to fruition in the way that they thought it could in the offseason. Yeah. I think this is a team that can score against anyone. Yeah. It's going to be whether this defense can start getting pressure yeah. without bringing extra men. And Danny, let's give love to Tua Tungavailoa. One of the biggest question marks in the entire NFL when this season began. He has answered all of those, hasn't he's, he? He's got the best eyes in the NFL right now, the way he moves defenses. I, I'm, gonna, I'm So first of all, watching that game made me feel like I was watching Josh Allen versus Patrick from last year. That's what it felt like, just those haymaker after haymaker. I think both organizations can sit there and feel like we got the best two young quarterbacks in the league right now. But two has got the best eyes. The way that he subtly uses his eyes to either see something while he's looking away and get to it or move someone to create a bigger window for the throw is very Drew Brees. Like, it's the best are we, are we talking? Are we talking about Tua Tungvaluwa, Dan, as an MVP candidate and the best quarterback playing this year if he doesn't miss those games for concussion? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. Tua's in the MVP conversation even yeah. with it, RC, because yeah. he's playing in that level of football. The, the, the best young guy is still because of the injury would probably not be a part of the conversation, but the reason why Miami's a bona fide Super Bowl contender is because of the way their quarterback's playing. Then let's go to the other side. There may not be a team right now in the NFL, and I mean this, that has a more promising future than the Chicago Bears. They have a ton of draft capital this coming season. They have well over $100 million of money to spend this offseason, and more important than all of those put together, they may have finally mm. gotten it right at quarterback. He totally changed the future of the Chicago Bears and has completely changed what yeah. their, their plan should be for 2023. This year was like like hopefully Justin doesn't take a step back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rocket ship right now. And he's doing without a lot of help. There was one play yesterday that completely took my breath away watching it. Guys, everyone watch this. This is third down. He is going to climb the pocket. Both of his feet are off the ground. Now watch what happens. Somehow lands and he is gone. This is the league. Now. Like these are the best players in the world. Justin Fields runs away from them. 
Both his feet were off the ground, and then he burst through. But the design runs. This is quarterback sweep. There's two things I love about it. The creativity of this for your offense, and they're just getting started using it, using this. And then the decision for Justin right now. Get down. There's 11 yards without getting hit. Then there's the traditional zone read you could do, where you motion someone into the backfield. Now you're putting people in conflict that we see so much in the NFL. Again, second and eight, the favorite part of this play Get out of bounds without getting hit. Those two runs, those three runs there are over 100 yards. Justin Fields took zero hits on them. And, Rex, we were talking before the show this morning. When we draft quarterbacks in this league, we talk about ceilings, we talk about floors. What do you think when you watch Justin? The highest ceiling, uh, I mean, by far, of any quarterback out there. To me, his ceiling, it's, it's unreal. And that's why I always question, like, and no shot at Mac Jones, but Mac Jones had a had a really high floor, but not a high ceiling. This kid had a much higher ceiling, meaning the potential, if he ever reaches it, is going to be like this. This is what a franchise quarterback looks like. You talk about an organization that that changed an organization. This guy has that ability, and you see. Rex, I think they could go from like like this. I think they could go from next year to being like, you know what? Let's support Justin and be like, oh, we can get in the mix. Oh yeah. Oh, there's there's no question about that. I said the Jets should have drafted him. I said the San Francisco 49ers should have drafted him because what I knew was when he put it together from a talent standpoint, other than Trevor Lawrence, there was no one else that could do what Justin Fields was doing. I had to give office coordinator Mike Getzey this. Luke Getzey. Yep. Luke, I'm sorry, Luke gets you this. Justin Fields didn't run this much at Ohio State. Right. Yeah, he had true. the talent, but he didn't have to do yeah. it. For them to make the decision that we're going to use this talent right. in this way has changed not only the trajectory of Justin Fields, yeah. but the trajectory of this team. My favorite part of Justin this year is not only with Luke Getzey, but Andrew Junoko, the quarterback coach. I said this about Justin. Mechanically, he had to get better with his feet because they used to get too high off the ground instead of grazing the ground. Natural athletes or big-time athletes do that a lot. And then his throwing motion was so poor. He has tightened up his mechanics. Not, I don't want to say poor, just loose. And he's tightened up his throwing motion with those coaches. The, the running talent, I didn't know it was this good, candidly. I didn't Nobody know it was this did. good, right? But the way he's developed as just a passer off of that natural talent, to me, is why this – organization has the chance to be very different very quickly. Right, well, we'll talk more about this as, as the week goes on and time goes on because when you say he has more talent than anyone but Trevor Lawrence, I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence yeah. look, play a game look anything like that. Well, I'm not saying oh. the talent-wise. We knew Trevor Lawrence was going one, though. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, yeah. I'm not 100% sure they won't look back down <laughs> that and say that that was the right decision either. Okay, as we continue, Tom tremendous when he needed it. How did Brady get it done on that final drive? Where was the Rams defense? Dan is going to break it all down so you'll See it clearly next. Plus, here we go. Sneaky Hembo versus Rex. It's been a one-sided affair all season long. Tom Brady became the first quarterback in history Come on, to, again, to throw for 100,000 yards. Who was the first quarterback to get oh, to 50,000? Dan thinks it's easy. That's easy. We'll see what really? Rex thinks. Yeah, yeah. That's easy? Yeah. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Death is the only punishment here. 
Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. It is the moment we all wait for every Monday. Sneaky Hembo and Rex. This sneaky guy right here is too darn sneaky. I am a football historian. I'm just going to say the Miami Dolphins. That's right. The Pittsburgh Steelers. The Atlanta Falcons. Saquon Barkley. Frank Gore. It ain't even close. It's Mike Zimmer. That is right. My God. Yeah. I own you. He's a little, little man. This is right. <laughs> okay. All right. So let the record show. Orlovsky thinks this one is easy. Let's see if he's right. Tom Brady became the first ever player to throw for 100,000 yards in his career. Who was the first player, Rex, to get to 50,000? See, I think the key when I'm looking at this, obviously the first to right. do it, right. including playoffs. Correct. So he's got to be a really good, good player. Right. And there's some guys that jump out. Because you can throw out all these new kids and all that stuff, but... The guys, because, you know, the obvious a lot one, of yards. Yeah, the obvious ones are going to be, well, Dan Fouts threw for a ton of yards right. and all that. And then you're going to have, well, you know what? The uh, I, There's several different guys, but so I know the it? answer. Who is it? Now, no, would you want the answer yes, right I now? Yes, I want the answer. Okay, then I'll say Dan Marino. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. What? That's right. That's what? right. Oh, my God. But I was trying to, you know. Oh, my God. You are such a little man. Guy. Is that Wait, guy. give it to him, Rex. Give it to him. But no, it's right here. my friend. Why? Danny Marino. It's, it's so funny because it's so obvious to me. I'm trying to think. It was easy. Who else could it be? Could it be Fran Tarkenton? Could oh, it be this? No. No, it's Dan Marino. It was. Give me a break. I'm starting to feel like. It was Jimbo the obvious one. Himbo and Rex have this thing where Rex is going to get all of them right. I know. Purposely. Okay. So we'll talk Maybe. about that. Let me get to the Brady Maybe. We we opened the show today talking about the game-winning drive by Tom Brady and some of the curious things that we saw. Let's let Danny and RC, Rex, come over here with me. Yes. Let's let Danny and Rex break Welcome this down. Welcome to break. Monday morning. <laughs> show us what happened. Three Tuesday. I want to start with the drive. Yep. And the first, so two thoughts offensively when you go into this situation. You got to get a chunk. This is the seam that Kate on that you get your chunk in. Now, the second thing RC knows this. As, as an offense, we have two thoughts. If we catch the ball outside the numbers, yep. we have one goal. Get outside or to the sideline. Never get vertical yardage. That ball to Leonard Fournette outside the numbers. This ball to Scotty Miller outside the numbers. Get out of bounds. Next ball to Scotty Miller outside. Get out of bounds. So really good job of understanding the execution by Tampa Bay. Now this is the game winner. Now my number one goal is to get into a bunch concept. Why? Because I'm expecting some type of man coverage by the Los Angeles Rams, and I want to create a little traffic for everybody Not on afraid. that defense. Now here's what the Rams with. do wrong, right? There's no communication here. You're going to press the point. We got to talk about the way we're going to play Otten here and all. Also, the way we're going to play Scotty Miller. Right. If I'm the corner, I'm thinking I have the first thing out, and as a safety, I have the first thing in, so now I don't get cut up on the bunch route. Exactly. So I motion my tight end over to force that lack of communication. Yep. Now I need two things as an offense to happen. I need the point that you talked about, RC, to go down inside to force that defender, and Scotty Miller to, again, come down inside to force that defender to follow. Now this guy is the person that is covering that tight end, Kate yep. Otten. The next step for me is huge. Kate Otten, you have to do a great 
job. Right now, we call this engaging. That looks to the defense like I'm blocking now, this let, safety. Let, let, what I want you to do here. Yeah. Right? Now, let's look at the eyes of Scott right. His eyes are going to be right here because once he engages, he's starting to think, what gap do I have to fill? He's thinking that we're going to we're going to rock over here. This bike is going to get over. I'm going to fill right here. And that's why it's great that you engage on the block. Exactly. And now that K-Dotten goes down, he can spin out as these guys come down to create traffic. And then look, that's an easy walk-in touchdown for that Tampa Bay offense. But the problem starts with no communication. If you're the corner, you know you are not a part of the run fit at all. So there's no reason to go down, no reason to get your eyes in here. If we talk before the play and I have the first out, he's not involved in this play at all. This is taken away. Really good job by Tampa Bay in that two-minute drive execution. Ball came in for the chunk. They got out of bounds. And then they get into that bunch concept you, and execute You know the perfectly. one thing that I saw in that thing right there that we really didn't talk about was how Mike Evans affected that play. Because clearly the safety has to roll over and double Mike Evans. And here's the problem with that. You know bunch routes, RC. We've got to have a, a, a center fielder over there to attack it. We need four to play a bunch route, and they didn't because they had a double Mike Evans. I, first of all, I love that. You see these guys do this every Tuesday on NFL Live, and they're awesome. Secondly, you said earlier on the show, the Rams were playing the run yeah. in that. Is that what you meant by that? Yeah, is absolutely. That he's coming down. As, as soon as Otten engages in the block, you can see Nick Scott's eyes go right inside. If we have communicated and we know you're going to take care of the run in here, as a man team or as a man call, we're going to deal with the bunch, and we're also going to play over the top of Mike Evans. Now, backers in the line of scrimmage, the backers in the linemen have to stop this, and on the back end, we should not be involved. But, yeah. but, but here's my question. I mean, but Rex, there's 13 seconds left. We have no timeouts. You, they're not going to run the ball, do, period. Do you, do you, I mean, it would be an unbelievably risky thing to do for the Buccaneers to risk running it because if they don't get it, they only get off one play and that's it. But it, Rex, that's Evans what you're talking about, ball. the double team yeah, on this Mike is Evans' it, backside? This is it right here. So you got the safety and the corner are going to double Mike Evans, all right? On the backside, you never have three-on-three three over here yeah. on a bunch when you know the team's going to throw. You've got to put another defender over here. And so, to me, the that's is, the issue. Here's what I don't like about here's what I don't like about sliding Taylor Rapp to Mike Evans. I got Jalen Ramsey over there. Yeah, that's he a makes great 105 million dollars, yeah, exactly. and he's the best in the world. But doing it's going what he there. Does. I want everybody at home to understand this too, though, Rex, because what happened? We see the finished product of the tight end here. He actually started on the left side and then motioned. He started with Mike on the left and motioned to that bunch concept. It's about communication. Well, we always talk about that, right? Lack and, of communication. And you know what? That's, that's brilliant because if you give me a layup like this defensively, yes. I'm going to eat that bunch up. Right. So that is extru I love it when we are able to break these things down like that. Now let me go through the bigger picture. I, I said it was the, the most beautiful, horrible game of the yeah. entire NFL season. The Buccaneers are in first place in their division. Do, did you see things, Dan, that suggested to you yesterday this team can become a contender by the end of the year? Not a contender, Greeny. Like no. I said, this is their season continued? Sure. Yeah. Saved? No. Because maybe they sniffed the division with Atlanta, mm -hmm. but they're not a legitimate playoff team when it comes to can yeah. you get it to the NFC title Anything. game. Why is that offense so bad, Rex? They're so they're bad because they can't front. run the football. Yeah, they yeah. Can't, Here's what I injuries. see. I got a big back, but he can't break any tackles. And that, that, to me, is I, – I don't understand it. He's, th this guy was yeah. – they, they, Let me – uh, Before RC jumps in, I Hold think the slow. only chance 
is Tom Brady throws the ball 50 times a game. Yeah, well, old and slow. He threw it, I think, 58 times yesterday. Yeah. Go ahead, RC. Yeah, I, I, I think what Rex is saying is a big thing, but we also got to understand Leonard's not getting to a point where he can hit the line going no. full speed because of the way he's blocking. He's a guy that once he gets going can really get can really get plays and really create yards at the contact, but he hasn't been able no, to do that this year. No, and that's what I'm saying, RC. It's not just about him. Yeah. It's about he's got no momentum whatsoever. And that, that, that's one of many problems pounds. the Buccaneers have. All right, we have more to do here and then first take takes over. Did Brady save the season yesterday? Is Rodgers getting enough blame? Stephen A. is back in studio. First take, top of the hour here on ESPN. All right, we got a good one tonight on Monday Night Football. Very important game for both teams. Lamar and the first place Ravens in New Orleans to take on the Saints, who are right in the mix at NFC South. It's 8 Eastern, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, the ESPN app, Peyton and Eli on ESPN2. Uh, the evening starts with Monday Night Countdown at 6, and we are split on the picks as we take a look at them there. RC and Rex are riding with the Ravens. Danny, how's New Orleans going to win this game tonight? Quick. Well, no, Bateman, Mark Andrews may not play. New Orleans, Andy Dalton. Been been, relatively I mean, uh, Andrew's out. Andrew's he's, out. He's been down, yeah. downgraded to Two out. Two passing threats for both. You still no, I just, like Lamar. I, I still like Lamar. I think this defense will play well tonight as well. And Lamar understands how to go win games like this without the people on the outside because yeah. we've seen him do it before. Yeah, I think it's all about the uh, Ravens defense. They've turned around since – the early part of the season, so that's why I think Saints win. Remember, four and five and is we're the AFC North guys, though. And yeah. four and like, five is the top of the Saints? NFC South, so they would Saints. be in a, in a three-way tie for first. All right, Danny finishes. It I figured you and I, since we had such great flying experiences this past week, and I would tie it into that. Okay. Okay. Why is Peter Pan always flying? Why is Peter Pan always flying? He never lands. <laughs> no, you've been on fire lately, bro. You hey, 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 come on, Rex. He's got a Halloweenie, and he never lands. Yo! Let's go! Enjoy the game today. We'll see you tomorrow. First take starts now. <laughs>